Hey, what is going on? You are listening and watching Tags Live, aka Talk About Gay Sex, the live version. And I'm your host, Steve V. This is episode 315. That's right. And tonight I am going solo. Normally, if you watch or listen to the show, you know, Cody Maurice Doggett is my co host, partner in crime. And he is dealing with some family stuff tonight. And will he gave me a message, though, to say he will be back full force next Wednesday night. Uh, Tags live next week. Cody is back. Um, but hey, listen, when in doubt, uh, I've got a full packed show for you, including a little later on the show. I'm going to be joined by a rep of a brand new vodka called Fourth and Pride. Isn't this a really nice bottle they sent me? So excited about this. And they are going to be talking a little bit about how they give back to our community, our LGBTQ plus community, which is really exciting. Um, but first, I thought before we get into the show and our guest, I thought I would show you, because you know we drink on the show, right? So I wanted to make a holiday tags teeny that you guys can take with you all holiday season using fourth and pride vodka and it's a little bit of a take on a cosmopolitan one of my favorite drinks of all time partly because i think vodka sodas are so boring and vodka cranberries i'll do at the club right at 2 a.m when there's nothing else but something about a Cosmopolitan, it's got that triple sec, that orange thing going on, fresh lime juice. But I'm going to show you how you can take this drink to the next level during the holiday season. Because who really wants to be making martinis uh, at their party the whole night? So what I've got here is a shaker filled with ice already. And what you're going to do is you're going to take your fourth and pride vodka, which if you don't have it, use your favorite vodka, but hopefully I really love this one. We're going to talk a little bit about it when my guest comes on the show. You want about an ounce and a half of premium vodka, fourth and pride if you can. You want about a half an ounce of triple sec, or you could use Contro or something higher end like Grand Marnier. Pour that into your shaker. You definitely want fresh squeeze lime juice. You want about uh, three quarters of an ounce, but you could use a half an ounce. Because I like mine a little bit tartar. You want a splash of cranberry juice. And what I love about this right now is they have cranberry pomegranate juice. Pour that into your shaker. Shake this up like there's no tomorrow. All right, so normally what you would do is you would pour this up, right, like a martini. But what you're going to do is you're just going to simply, and I love these glasses that I got. They're these Fourth and Pride pint glasses. You're going to pour that in. And my new favorite is Trader Joe's Cranberry and Ginger Sparkling Beverage. It's only here for the holidays. It's going to take your cocktail to the next level so what you want to do is fill your glass up with a little bit more ice and then you're going to pour 
with the sparkling cranberry ginger. It's going to add that extra kick that you're looking for. And look at you get a little bit more. And this is going to keep your guests from getting a little bit too tipsy a little too early in the night. Top it off with a straw. I've got my straws that are recyclable and a garnish of lemon. I tried to find blood orange, but they're not in season yet. And there you go. I'm calling it the Tags Teeny. This recipe will be up on tagspodcast.com tomorrow. Try and use Fourth and Pride. Let me just have a sip. Oh, yeah, we can start the show now officially. It is really good. That ginger just really gets into the mix, and it's really great. All right, and lastly, I have an announcement. We Our Tags merchandise is up and running, our Tags store. You can get, like, what I'm wearing, the Tags podcast tank. You can get T-shirts, mugs, all kinds of buttons, Everything you need tags in the various colors. And right now, today, through November 14th, 35% off. And we're talking like $13 tank tops and t-shirts. You do not want to miss out on that. So get it while they're hot now through November 14th. All right. Well, let's get into some hot topics. And, you know, the first thing I wanted to talk about, which I couldn't even believe this, but you guys remember the Pulse shooting that happened a few years ago? I'll never forget it because we were doing a fashion show. This is in Orlando. And we were doing a fashion show. I was uh, producing this fashion show at our New York Eagle here in the city. And the day before we were to do our fashion show, the Pulse shooting in the nightclub happened and we really were conflicted. Jeremy Ross Lopez, our, my co-host, was working on this with me and we were conflicted. Should we do this? Because it really affected our whole community. And I'll just never forget that. I remember giving a speech before the fashion show. It was a benefit as it was, but we were, I broke down because I could not believe what had just happened. Well, now there is a Pulse Memorial in Orlando. And it's, you know, for the many, many victims that were murdered on that tragic day, night. Um, sadly, on the evening recently of October 12th, a man in a wheelchair was caught on camera vandalizing Pulse Memorial by setting it on fire, and then he fled the scene. And now the One Pulse Foundation has released the approximately 18-minute surveillance video in hopes that someone who sees it can assist the police in, in identifying this vandal. Um, I'm going to post this on tagspodcast.com, the actual surveillance video, I would imagine there's this person that is in a wheelchair is going to, I saw it, and hopefully there's somebody out there that can identify this person because, you know, we, who, what kind of sinister person takes down a monument that honors 49 people and 53 people that were wounded a shooting? I mean, it, it's just so tragic. And this isn't even the first time that the memorial has been defaced. Back in May of 2020, they had a logo for Pulse Nightclub, and they had a little display of it. Covered, They covered it over 
by a, with a sticker from a group called Patriot Front, which the Southern Poverty Law Center has identified as a white nationalist hate group. So anyways, I say this because I can, I remember that day so vividly when it happened. I know a friend that lost neighbors in his condo that these were a, a young couple that he, they lost their lives in the Pulse shooting. And we need to find this vandal because this is a memorial for that horrific day, but to honor the victims and may they rest in power. All right. Well, the other day, if you listen to Tag's podcast, uh, episode 314, you'll remember that at the end of the show, Lincoln, Cody, and I were talking about the brand new reboot of Sex in the City and just like that. And we were talking about Kim Cattrall, how they're not going to kill her off in the reboot, maybe in hopes that she'll come back at for a season two. And essentially they said that Sarah Jessica Parker's character, Carrie, and Samantha just had a fight because Samantha tried to represent her and PR and it didn't go so well. So I have a follow-up to the story. There is, I, you may have read this, there is a brand new reboot. You know, everything's about the reboot right now. Queer as Folk. Did you guys watch Queer as Folk? If you really know what you're talking about, you will go back to the British original version of it and know that that was the original version of it. And then after was the American version, which I liked. I didn't love, but I liked it. I thought the storylines were a little weak at times, but it was good, right? Who watched Queers Folk, the American version? Let me know on the, and, and let me know if you liked it. Well, there is a reboot, but I think this reboot is going to re be really good. And I think Kim Cattrall is going to have the last word because though she said no to the Sex and the City reboot, she did say yes to Queer's Folk. And she will be a, have a recurring role in the new version, Queer's Folk. And though not much is not known about her character yet. We do know that she will play a martini-soaked, okay now, high society Southern debutante with trailer park roots. And you know Miss Catral can do this role. In fact, there was a short-lived cable show that she was on that she can definitely play that trailer park Southern thing to the hilt. And I think in many ways, it's kind of, the gays were mad at her for not coming back. I think I was certainly kind of mad at her, but she is appeasing us by coming on Queer's Folk, the reboot, and kind of having the last word as the Sex and the City reboot is going to be coming out around the same time. And they opened the door that she could always go back for the right price check, right? Paycheck to season two of Sex and the City. Uh, and just like that. So one other shout out on this, if he, I'm really excited about this actor who's going to be on Queer as Folk, John Sibley. You might know him if you watched, he was on Pose, which I can't remember him on that. He's so sexy and hot, but he was on Hacks. Did you guys watch Hacks? And on Hacks, he was the sexy mailman that ends up getting together with Gene Smart's assistant and they like have sex the first 
time and it was like one of the hottest scenes I'd seen in so long. I was so here for it. It was like really good. Um, yeah, absolutely. So Victor Moses says, thank you. I watched the American Queer as Folk version two. Yeah, did you like it? I, I had problems with it, but I liked it. And let me know if you're here for this reboot and with Kim Cattrall being on it. I am. We'll see what's up with that. All right. Well, this next story I want you guys to weigh in on. It cracked me up. There is this Disney filter, which is back for, as the article writes, happy endings. So those of you that use Snapchat, TikTok, by the way, we are on TikTok now. You can get some great stories and behind the scenes of our show at Tags Podcast on TikTok. Well, there's this, if you're familiar with the Disney filter, which is generally pretty much used for wholesome content about a main character, um, then again, it's essentially the big-eyed big eyed filter that you can put of like a Prince Charming that will put it on your eyes and essentially uh, make you look like a Disney prince. Well, Walt Disney may roll their eyes on this. <laughs> Walt Disney might roll his eyes on this because gay creators are using it in their adult content. And I will post this on tagspodcast.com, but essentially... The one I'm referring to was a guy that goes by only Superstars SX, and he is sucking a very big white dick as with those eyes. And I'm talking about, it does more even than the eyes. I'm looking at it right now, and essentially it chisels your jawline to look like a Prince Charming, and it gives you those big bulging eyeballs that are like, I guess, a Prince Charming. And... This guy is using it as men, as well as many others to suck on a really huge big dick. And I think it's hilarious, but I, I was so creeped out by it at first because I thought, oh my gosh, I don't know that I could really get into that with those bulging eyes looking up at me. But then I thought, you know what, this could be kind of fun because we always who we didn't have a lot of role models or at least I didn't when I was growing up and a lot of what I looked at was Walt Disney and it would be really hot to maybe try this this feature out and I don't know are you here for that or not there if you can believe this headline there is an accuser who details a sexual assault allegations against none other CNN's Don Lemon. Yep, a man who accused CNN's Don Lemon of assaulting him in a Hamptons bar three years ago claimed that the alleged behavior could be part of a pattern. And the accuser, Dustin Heiss, made the comments on Monday's The Megyn Kelly Show, well, need we say anymore i can't even believe she has a show i think she it's on sirius and then it gets repackaged on youtube but on her show this guy dustin heiss and you can tell by my tone that i don't believe it at all because even as don lemon's attorneys have fought back against heiss's lawsuit in court filings accusing the ex-bartender of withholding texts deleting social media posts and hiding a witness who 
contradicted his claim. So in other words, Heiss had a friend that didn't even back up his friend. And Heiss went on record to say that anybody that acts like that in public without any fear of it might go to somebody or might do to somebody or the consequences it might have. Um, he thinks this guy Heist thinks that it's a pattern. This, I don't think this story has any weight to it at all. Um, attorneys for Lemon have outlined a lengthy discovery process in court filings that saw Heist allegedly admit to deleting numerous social media posts. And Lemon's legal team also said Heist indicated in text to the key witness in the case that there could be a financial reward for testimony corroborating his story. This screams to me of going for somebody that is in the limelight, an LGBTQ sensation like Don Lemon. And I don't believe it at all. Um, it, it just doesn't stand up to me. And yeah, there's more to this story. I will post this. Uh, it, it, lastly, I want to say, Heiss said he recognized the CNN anchor and called to the bartender for two lemon drops. Get it? Lemon drops. <laughs> Drinks in a play on the host's last name. And then Heiss claimed that Don Lemon put his hand in his crotch and put it up to the other one's nose. I mean, that doesn't sound like anything Don Lemon would do. I'm I'm assuming it's not this story is not going to have much weight to it. I don't know. It seems crazy. But and actually, why don't we bring her in right now? Sam, to grab a spot. Hello. Hello, hello, Sam. How are you? Sam Jindra. How are you, Steve? I'm really good. I have to tell you, I am loving Fourth and Pride vodka. It is so good. I made my cocktail. I love honest feedback. What do you think? You really do love it. I really, really love it. Um, we have to, um, I know 5% of proceeds go back to the LGBTQ plus community. Can you tell us a little bit about the vodka? Absolutely. So um, Fourth and Pride Vodka, and let me know if you can't hear me. I, uh, I was actually at a business guild meeting that I forgot was today, and it happened to be at one of our accounts. So I was like, oh, wow, I should probably sponsor it. There you go. Actually, <laughs> so at the end of the street of the Curry Mansion Inn, and I love that you reached out to me specifically so far, you know, up at the Iguana Bars where you had found us so and discovered us. Uh, we are national. It is Fourth and Pride. It's a family-owned local father and son business they do own the boiler room which i'm sure you are familiar with east village love it they're classic yes they're going on their 30th anniversary they're the biggest gay dive bar up there and they decided to make this now they've always made ipas different ales different seltzers and they always have had them there uh but the vodka specifically they launched actually in times square a few weeks before covid on knowing you know, not yeah. so at first they were kind of like, oh, gosh, what do we do? But, you know, when New York was so strictly shut down, they thought, well, where else can we go? And Key West, Wilton Manors, you know, that stuff came to mind. Yes. And, uh, you know, I saw it on Facebook and I'm not going to lie. It's the only Facebook job ever in my life that has answered me. I had to literally Google them and 
verify their qualifications. I'm like, wait a minute, who is these people that were <laughs> here And no, it's they're amazing. Neil and Jesse and Dog, they're an amazing family, father and son. Um, they've seen the struggles that our community, the LGBTQIA community, has gone through in the Lower East Terrace of Brooklyn, New York City, and they wanted to find a way to give back, especially through the hardship of COVID. So it's it's a vodka. It's distilled ten times. It's gluten free. It is a proprietary blend of Midwestern corn and California grape. And as you said, they donate a portion of each bottle directly to Diffa and Sage. Nice. I love that. And, and it's delicious. I was so, I found it in a, my local uh, liquor store. And then, like I said, I contacted you. Um, you know, I want to talk about, oh, I think we lost her there. She should be back for a second. anymore, but <laughs> right now, where can people find it? Because I know we can send people over to fourthandpride.com, and I know it's in different parts. Where, um, where is it, and where is it expanding to? Oh, okay. So it is almost everywhere in New York City, and I apologize for being so vague. I am the rep in Key West, but I do know that it's almost in every single bar in the Lower East Terrace of Brooklyn, including the Iguana Bar that you had seen it at. Um, it is in Chicago, it is in all of Florida, it is in New Jersey, it is in Buffalo, you know, on the outskirts of Canada. I mean, Fourth and Pride is everywhere. And if you go to www.fourthandpride.com, you can use the zip code search to see where exactly in the city is close to you that it's located. Nice. And it sounds like you guys are going to continue to expand, which is really awesome. Um, real quick, before I let you go, Sam, um, you're based in Key West, yes? I am, and I know for a fact that 4th and Pride Vodka can be the next Tito's, and I'll tell you why. Yesterday, real quick, I went to what's called the Absent House, which is a very local, Navy-based place where people are literally originating from Mississippi with moonshine recipes from the 1800s, right? They are making their own whiskeys, their own absinthe, their own vodka. And when I went to them a few days ago with mine, I mean, they were blown away and they explained to me the origination of Tito himself, Tito's vodka. Because I, you know, I went in there like, this will be the next Tito. And he said, let me explain to you, Tito. And when he told me the history of how he was the first person to say, why can't I make my own vodka as opposed to corporations? And he sort of illegally, legally found the loophole to a handmade craft vodka. And, you know, after hearing that story, I realized that our family, Fourth and Pride, both Neil, Jesse and Dog, we are in it for the same exact reasons. We are doing tastings at all of our locations all day, every day. We are my own person. I'm walking from the southernmost point of Duval to the opposite end with cases of vodka, with my tent, with my stuff, setting up events all day, every day. And... You know, the fact that these people, QS smugglers who have been around for generations, really recognize our efforts to be similar to Tito's, who he had met himself. I really think that this will be with there with Tito's for sure. I'm so glad you. I'm so glad you said that too. And I love the growth of it because I think so many of us, we get kind of lazy. And when we go out, it's so easy to say, I'll have a Tito's vodka. I'll have, and we love Cheetos. It's just the easy one. But when there's a product out there that we know was made and supports our community, 
I love that this is kind of coming through. And I think you guys are on your the path to make this happen. And it's only we need to start supporting by our cocktail dollars with Fourth and Pride. So I think that's really awesome. I mean, can I just tell you that, you know, here in Key West, um, there are, there's a huge biker gang and these big burly dudes who come up and they're like, I will only drink pedos. And I'm like, you are going to like this better. And they do. And they're like, oh my gosh. So I just know that if the name, if it verbalizes in our existence and we say it, it will really be the next pedos and it should be for sure. Because it's better, it's cleaner. I sh- I'm sure tomorrow I will bet money on it that you're gonna feel good tomorrow morning. <laughs> That's the biggest thing to me. That when yeah. I started doing this, we were oh, sorry, my airplane thing. <laughs> I can. You're good. I can hear you. Okay. Um. You know, uh, when I started doing this at first, you know, a lot of people warned me like, "Oh man, plain vodka. Everyone's doing this." But then there was a reporter down here who was at the end of my tasting, not to my accord, in a drunk take in the police station. And she wakes up completely sober, like, why am I in here? What happened? Her and her husband were shoeless walking down the street. They were just worried, so they picked them up. And another place at the Alexander Guest House, I mean, these ladies are pouring bottles into their mouth in the pool. And the next morning, they're stopping me on the street like, I can't believe I wasn't hungover at all. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. Okay. Like, that speaks for itself. It does, aside from the mission statement you know yeah aside from you know hi people sam i gotta ask you one last question before i let you go i gotta i love it thank you i gotta ask you one last question you are in one of my favorite places key west and one you just finished carnival right what can you tell us about carnival and why should we come to key west Oh, do you mean the Kinky Carnival? Yes, Kinky. Is that what it's called, Kinky Carnival? So Kinky Carnival, that is uh, something that happened during Fantasy Fest. And it's funny you say that because Kinky Carnival is hosted at the place that I happen to be sitting at, which is not where I was before. Okay. I uh, I answered this call. It's called First Flight, and they do Kinky Carnival. And basically, Fantasy Fest is two weeks of people. Say it again, Fantasy. Fantasy Fest. Fantasy Fest. Got it. Yes, it's two weeks of people just being people. Down here, it's one human family, and that's where Fourth and Pride really is just engulfing themselves in that status. We're about equality. We're about one human family. And down here, people are basically not wearing clothes. (laughs) Well, we love that here. And that's what, yeah, Kinky Carnival was. It's just, you know, you draw, it's fantasy facts. It's literally that. It's your own fantasy. You be what you want. I mean, I was Wonder Woman. I was a unicorn. <laughs> I love it. That's we so encourage good. you guys next year, please come down. I know this year was technically canceled, but right. we would love to see everyone next year. Well, I'm a big Island House fan there. I don't know if you know Island House. The... I do know Mark and Jim at the Island House. We yeah. were hopefully going to be there soon. You know, at first, you know, months ago when I first started this job, to be honest, there was only two or three accounts that they dropped in my lap. And they're like, this is what we have. And in the past month and a half, there's like 35 plus places. And everyone's like, go back to Island House, talk to Jim. And now we're going to be in the Island House. Okay. Finally. I will be there hopefully in February. So I hope to meet February. you. Yes. Sam, I want to thank you. How can people follow Fourth and Pride as it continues to roll out? Should they just follow uh, social media at Fourth and Pride? 
Yes, there's Facebook Fourth and Pride with the Ann symbol, Instagram as well. You can also follow myself. I am the solo rep as of right now. We have a few out on injuries and COVID-related issues across the nation. So currently, I am the active Fourth and Pride rep for the nation. I am at Oxy the Moron. And Instagram. <laughs> I uh, love that. Pride. Yeah, I know. It's from a long time ago. So, you know, it's from middle school days. But Oxy the Moron or Fourth and Pride with the Ann symbol on Facebook and Instagram. I love it, Sam. Thank you so much. And I hope to meet you when I come in February to the Key West. Can't wait. Steve, honestly, you. you have a place with me. I have a very small two bedroom apartment, but you're always welcome. You can also get a bottle mailed to you at fourthandpride.com, depending on the legality of your state. There you go. I love it. Thank you so much, Sam. We'll Thank be in contact. Thank you for reaching out to me because in reality, yes. I could have talked to anyone in New York and I was like, oh, you've reached out to me all the way down here. Okay. I wanted <laughs> so Sam. I <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so Bye. much. Please have a great night, everybody. I love New York. Yay. I'm a New Yorker. Okay. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> Oh my gosh, so much fun. I really cannot say enough about Fourth and Pride. And as it comes out, I think, I do think that we get a little, oops, I almost dropped that. We get a little bit lazy with our Tito's and soda. And so, hey, Teddy Alexis, how are you? I'm good, here to help you. <laughs> Thank you. Am I bombing? Am I? <laughs> no, but I think you need like a little extra help. Thank you. Thank I was you, like yeah. not dressed when the show started. So I'm like, okay, let me get ready for really fast. Thank you. I know it's so funny because I do our after show and it's about 20, 25 minutes and I do it solo and it's mm -hmm. me just talking and it's very Wendy and all that. And I can do a good 20, 20 minutes, but people don't realize that when we do this show, even when Cody and I do the show together, shows like that are an hour long aren't even really an hour they're like i think 40 some odd minutes 40, with commercial minutes. breaks we mm -hmm. cody and i do the show bouncing Back off each other for mm -hmm. that entire time and then to do the whole show by yourself it's a whole thing so yeah. thank you so much for jumping in um well no, you two are incredible you two oh are my incredible. god <laughs> what were your thoughts real quick because i want to get into some topics with you before mm -hmm. for the remainder of the show what did you think of Don Lemon, that whole accusation. Just oh my God. So I was looking at it while you were talking to Sam and like these accusations are really serious and there's been three attempts from the Don Lemon people to settle it. Like that means that to pay them and like not oh. have it on court and the guy has turned it down. So that's how serious that is, that he's actually willing to go through court. Because when you go through court, you open yourself up to be de deposed. Oh, I and didn't know this part of it. So, wow. Yeah. So, it's like, it's like really serious. Also, like, when, when you're famous, you have to be super careful. So, when we have, yes. like, lifestyles, like, in the gay community, LGBT, like, anything can be misconstrued in, uh, you know, the straight lens. Because when you're in court, really, you're not going through an LGBT sensitivity lens. They're all looking at it as a, like a straight person. So anything that you do, like it's normal to us, that it won't be seen okay by the court. So it's like really dangerous situation that he's in. 
You know, and this was three years ago, allegedly. And it's so funny mm -hmm. that you say you have to be really careful when you're in the public eye. Um, part of our show is being sexual. And I was telling a story recently on the dance floor where a guy in my leather apron where my ass was out was like putting his hand by my ass and right, 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 right. yeah, and fingering <laughs> me and then the put his hand. But that that was he did that and I allowed it to happen and I told it yeah. on my platform and all mm -hmm. it was copacetic. But I then ran into somebody at my local bar Eagle and he was asking me, he's like, you should do an OnlyFans and you would and I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. And but he also then and because I think he's a manager for talent. And he said, oh, but you can't have an OnlyFans if you want to go like more mainstream. And so I'm like, so you're contradicting yourself because I want this show to go more mainstream. Yeah. And so what is it? Can you do OnlyFans? Can you mm -hmm. not? What are your thoughts on that? I don't think all these managers and stuff, I don't think they know anything. You're like, right. It, when I got here, the, one of the things that they were saying is like to not have content on your social media. And now it's the opposite. Like everybody's getting booked from the content that they have in their social media. Like if you have a legit following, um, they will book you in shows. Yeah. Like that, like um, I'm trying to think of like a specific name, but there's a bunch of Netflix shows that are, are from, from social media that it was just like a YouTube thing. Insecure. Insecure is a show that was, it was a YouTube show. The HBO... Yeah, the Issa Rae show. Oh, I love that. Final she season. Like, yeah, she had like a little sketch show on... Oh, I shouldn't say little. She had a sketch show on YouTube. And it was called Awkward... I think it was called Awkward Black Girl. And that's what got her traction with HBO executive. And that's what she basically pitched... Launched her career, yeah. A, uh, like a similar show, which was Insecure... Now, now she has like an overall deal with with HBO. She's developing like three or four shows. So. Right, right, yeah. So you can't always listen to the management. So yeah. Um, so when is your OnlyFans coming? <laughs> you'll be the first to know. How about okay, that? Okay, thank you, and, thank and, you. Yeah, and I will, you'll be my non-manager manager. How about okay. that? Got um, it, got okay. It. <laughs> well, you know, Adam's Toy Box is one of our sponsors, and you know, you guys can always get twenty percent off all fun toys. We're talking from lubes to pumps to all BDSM toys. And just simply use our promo code tags, T-A-G-S, and you'll get 20% off. But they do these blogs on there. And I was looking on there, and they have 10 tips for gay sex in a car. Oh. Um, Teddy, have you had sex in a car oh. before? <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you opened up Pandora's box by coming on the show. So we're going to get into it. We'll read, we'll read some of these 10 tips on how to do it. I'll mm -hmm. share with you some of mine. But have first question, have you had, you could say yes or no. Well, I, uh, the answer is actually yes and no. I, I have attempted to. <laughs> it's clumsy, right? Well, I am 6'2". I'm a big man. You're 6'2", so you never can tell. That's yeah. so funny. Okay, so I'm yeah. Six, I'm 6'2", to 100 plus. So it's not like I'm like the most... Like, I need more space. Like, of <laughs> course, like, if you're 5'2", like, my friend was like, I love having sex. I'm like, bitch, you're 5'2 and 100 pounds. Like, of course, you can have sex in, like, 
whatever. I mean, if you're in a Hummer, maybe you, anybody could have sex in a certain vehicle. And I love a good SUV. I know it's not like the PC thing to say right now in global mm -hmm. warming, but I do love <laughs> a black car. I love those moments. And I think anybody can kind of get in there. You and see, have that's sex. my problem. I have a busted Corolla. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. However, I'm going to tell you my story. I w went to, there was a guy when I lived in your neck of the woods, LA for so many years. And we, mm -hmm. he was my fuck buddy for a long period of time. And mm -hmm. he was, he was six, three, huge guy, huge dick. And we mm -hmm. had great sex. Well, cut to, I moved to New York. I went to Palm Springs. It was, I think their gay pride over there. Mm -hmm. I ran into him years later. He still looked great. We were all over each other at one of the leather, I think the barracks or the barracks. I always want to make mm -hmm. it everything British here. <laughs> the <laughs> barracks. The barracks. <laughs> and he, uh, we ran into each other. The chemistry was still alive. And so we were in a bathroom, like getting hot and heavy. Well, we wanted to continue the party and my friends were like, well, we're going to go to this Mexican restaurant. I said, well, okay. Mm -hmm. I went with him and he had, I want to say, a Corolla, 6'3", <laughs> all of him. We made it work. Where there is a will, there is a way. We got there into go. the back street and he kind of lied, you know, lengthwise from his head on one end of the window and his feet on the other and you guys were in the front or the back? The back seat. Mm, yeah, okay. no stick shift drive in our ass. <laughs> I had his stick shift drive was big enough for me. And we made it work. It was more of like that side kind of fucking that you can do. Gotcha. Yeah, and it yeah. worked. It was super hot. We were in a place that we couldn't get caught. And it worked. But how, how tall are you, though? I'm 5'10", 5'11". Okay. On a, on a good day. So you're a 5'9". <laughs> okay, got it. No, I'm really 5'10 <laughs> and three quarters. <laughs> but let me tell you some of the things, that the 10 tips for gays, right. sex in a car. They write, park in a discreet spot. And that I agree with because we mm -hmm. had a recent listener write in to us who asked us, I want to have outdoor sex, but I work in education and I don't want to get caught. Oh. So yeah. I agree with this. When I did my sex in a car, it was on a dark street. And I agree. Don't do it in an intersection of La Cienega and Santa Monica. Yeah. Gotta be careful. Gotta right. be careful. Mm -hmm. Try and hide your act, they say. So if you've got tinted black windows, even better. Um, mm -hmm. Put a towel, they say, or a jacket over the windows. That's too much work. When you're in that, the heat of the moment, come on now, right? That sounds like you're that looks like you're homeless or you're doing you're exactly doing what in, you're yeah. probably drawing more attention, is what you're saying, yeah. right? Um, yeah. yeah. So I don't know about that. They do say this, and I, I guess I should agree, car sex should be a quickie. So it's not like you ever completely they're essentially saying this isn't like this you is every not position. the Titanic. <laughs> they scene, say right? Car, right, right, exactly. Long mm -hmm. and car sex should be twenty minute rendezvous or less. I can do it in ten. Twenty minutes. <laughs> um, get off that gear switch. Well, that goes to what you were saying. Yeah, don't do it in the middle. Go in the back seat. Um, make yeah. the situation as comfortable as possible. Listen to your partner and pay attention to what is helping get him off and not. 
That's kind of key, right? Because Isn't that true for every sex encounter, though? That really is. That's kind of a generic one. The, I know. I love how they write in here, check in occasionally with your man to make sure he isn't being poked by something other than your penis. <laughs> I mean, if you're that, for, how much time did we say we had? I thought we only had like 20 max. And lastly, yeah. bring the lube. Or a good spit moment can work, too. I'm just saying. But yes, as, in, as according to our good doctor, Dr. Goldstring, lube, lube, lube. And you know what I've gotten really good at, Teddy, mm -hmm. is carrying these little packets of lube with me, just in case, just in case. You see, or, I, I always... Or, you know, or wait, one last tip that I... Mm -hmm. You know hand sanitizers, how they make them in the smallest of smallest, right, these days? Uh -huh. I took a recent one and emptied out the dated sanitizer and, and put, put it with it? lube. Yeah. And so everyone just thinks I have. So it's like, I'm ready to go. You're always ready to go. I love that. I love that about you. Yeah. You know what? I, I actually, I'm going to say something. I had a something during the pandemic where I had like, I call it my sex bag. <laughs> and bag I of tricks. Had, yeah, yeah. And I had lube in there and I had hand sanitizer. And I was bottoming, and the guy went from the hand sanitizer, and I didn't notice. And oh, he put it ruined and the moment. <laughs> it ruined the moment. Yeah, because we're talking what alcohol and a yeah. Oh no! Mm -hmm. And he was like right in the middle of it, you know. So it was kind of like. Um, Kind of like a refill when you're like, oh, a little more. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know, that reminds me, we should do a show on ruining the moment. Misadventures. Like yeah, Misadventures yeah, yeah. when the, it just comes to a screeching halt. <laughs> I'll never forget the time where I was getting it on with a guy and he was all about the poppers. And I was like, yeah, yeah, fine. Let's just do it. Because right. I can take them or leave them. And he was all about it. And he was on top of me. And he did his popper hit and spilled a mm. ton of poppers on, which went into my eye and burned my Done. eye. And I'm like, you motherfucker, like I didn't need this. And you no. and and let me tell you, who even really knows what's in poppers? I mean, come on now. <laughs> and when if it gets in your eyes, game over. I had yeah. to hit reset, kick him out, clean mm -hmm. the sheets. It, and not even get off. So it was I'm really... I'm sorry. I, I just know. saw a documentary on Poppers, It was five years ago, so it's okay. But It's I, okay. You're I over moved it. on, yeah. <laughs> you saw a documentary on what? On Poppers. There's a documentary on Poppers? I need I'm to I'm going to find it and send it to you. Okay, please, because we got to get that director so on Basically, the they're all the same. You know how there's like 27 uh, versions of it? <laughs> yeah, right. Allegedly. And they're, and they're basically... It costs like two dollars to make them, and we pay like twenty bucks for a, a, a little bottle. So the markup is insane. So we should get we should get on the popper business. Let's get into it. <laughs> and I want to play my favorite game that Cody and I always play at the end of every show. It's called Thirst Trap. Brought to you by Straight Up Gay Porn. I put it in the comments section. Okay, and let me see if I can see it. Yeah, see if you can see it. I'll go first. And this is our favorite segment by StraightUpGayPorn.com. They pick porn stars and OnlyFans people. Absolutely. This week they pick 18 gay porn stars and they ask the question, who took yes. the best photo or video? And it's our job to descriptively describe on a show where we can't show you, although I will post this on textpodcast.com tomorrow, who took the best one? And I struggled with this one because out of all of them, 
there d'angelo jackson was on our show and he's giving us ass and his beautiful feet in this picture on this week's selection and i just when i i got to interview d'angelo jackson he was such a just awesome soul and super hot and sexy but i guess if i had to pick and there was a bunch of them that i didn't know where to go let me just scrolling to the one i want oh yes the one i ended up picking is so not like me but essentially it's kane fox kane fox k-a-n-e fox and he has this 12 second video where he asked the question on his Twitter account, would you watch football with me? And he <laughs> proceeds to show his ass, spread his legs. Um, he's wearing a football jersey. He has a nice dick. And for somebody like me, I, I well, he's got his legs spread open. For someone that's not a football fanatic here, he would... You know how football games are like hours and hours. He would keep it interesting to me because we would watch a little football, gawk at the players, eat a little bit of popcorn and have some cocks, have some fourth and pride and play. And he looks like he would keep the whole three to four hour experience, I'm not talking Super Bowl, but really fun and interesting. So I'm all here for it. But so Kane Fox gets my vote. D'Angelo Jackson, runner up, just because I love him. Who is your pick? Teddy Alexis Rodriguez. We share the same okay. last name. Yeah. Okay. I've been I've been struggling to find it because I do, I cannot hit the link. Oh, you can't. But, okay. But but I found it. I found it. I found it. Okay. You well, did. you know what? If they're gonna have Raheem Shazab here, yeah. Like I just have to pick him because he's just like the. Oh, your boy Diego Matos is here too, right? I didn't see him, but is he in there? Maybe I'm on. Maybe I'm on the on the wrong one. Perhaps uh, I, I am in the wrong one. I'm in the January one. Okay, but you do <laughs> like. What's your normal type for these kind of pictures? What are they normally doing? Just tell us that. Yeah, I I like like somebody that is like not post posy too much. You know what I mean? Okay, so. Yeah. If it, in, so like, you I hate like, me because I need my proper lights and it's all about <laughs> everything, or I scrap it. But, but okay, like the guy that you pick, though, he was like just like kind of like posting and be like kind of like oh yeah, I like on. it for other people, just not me. But yeah, it's a funny when, thing. Yeah. If it's a funny bit, I like it. So I, I like that. But this old one is Raheem is in it, and this is like that like passionate top from Hollywood that we talked about like yes. a couple months. Like I always love him. I think I haven't run out and run into him in the in the gym though, so I'm like kind of jealous. Everybody keeps seeing in there, and like he's going to the Hollywood gym. I'm like, I never see him. I do see Coulter. You know who Coulter is? No, who is this? He's um another uh, porn star, but he he has this website called Coulter's Den. How are we and spelling Coulter? I think it's just C U L T E R. Okay. E R. Yeah. And he's like a very huge top in terms of like his penis is like really huge. He's not a big guy. He's like five nine. I've seen him, I see him at the gym literally every day. And he's soft. It looks like a huge hard on. Like he's just doing chess and his dick is like half the foot out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm just like, this dude. And he's not he's he's not hard or anything. Like I can tell that he's soft. And I'm like, damn, like, 
this Teddy, bottom. Send me that link real quick, Teddy. <laughs> you had a film, a short film that came out. Hell no. Mm -hmm. And uh, is it available for people to watch yet or is it still making the rounds? On... So we still have like a couple more months for um, okay. distribution for festivals. So okay. we'll see. All right. Well, much lo <laughs> love and respect on that. Um, I want to thank you. How can people follow you, Teddy? At Teddy Alexis and everywhere. Or my, my website is teddyrodriguez.com. I love it. Thank you for saving the day and helping me out. Cody Maurice will be back. We will have you, though, back on the show. Um, I just want to make a quick announcement, too, also, that uh, if you go to tagspodcast.com, I write some reviews. I'm starting to write some reviews. And there is an a, a out gay, one of my favorite R&B artists, Rasan Patterson, who's been around since the late 90s. And I love him. He has a new remix album called Heroes and Gods 2.0. And I wrote a review on it, which I love this reimagined Quentin Harris re remixed album. It's so good. Go to tagspodcast.com and read the review and then download the album because it's your it's going to be your go to workout or getting ready album. Um, thanks, Teddy. This was fun. Super fun. Thank you for having it. me. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Fourth and Pride. And you can always follow us at Tags Podcast. All new shows next week. Thank you so much. In the meantime, continue having hot, gay, gay sex. Thanks. Absolutely. Bye. Bye. Thank you.